Welcome to the Blackcast. We have a very special episode this week. Joined from somewhere very far on another side of the world by friend of the Blackcast, actual real life friend of mine, Mr. Brad Morin. Welcome back to the Blackcast. Hey man, what is going on? Not much. Uh, we're just, you know, hanging out in a studio late at night, not getting paid. Wanting to talk yeah, some Star about Wars that. and some other nerd stuff. Hey, you guys sometimes get paid in booze. I paid you in pizza when we live-tweeted Die Hard 2. And too. donuts. That's true. And donuts. I was uh, a hit, by I had the way, two when Santa I took donuts. those donuts to the movie theater. Oh, me. I bet you did. I forgot about that. Uh, that you, you, I gave it. was like, take these donuts away. And uh, now, Brad, uh, what with the time difference and you not being on Twitter, live-tweeting Die Hard wasn't in the cards for you. Uh, Die Hard 2... I forgot how bad Die Hard 2 was. Uh, is it, does oh, it... mate, I'm looking forward to uh, re-experiencing that myself. After you guys are into the live tweeting thing, it actually uh, inspired me to go out to the shops and buy it. So uh, I think when my wife is, uh, I don't know, doing some home improvement work tomorrow when she's out buying, you know, whatever stuff she needs to do for the planting on the deck, I think I'll wait, be wait, wait, for the for the what on the cringing. deck? What do you need to do on the deck? Um, I don't even know what I just said. Uh, yeah, I know. To, excuse me. I am Planting. fighting through a wicked, wicked hangover. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the yeah. we will get that's that's the Boston talking that you got a wicked hangover, dude. And I've got a wicked boner. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I had a couple of beers at the bar, and I'm just ah. Oh. This fucking guy hangover. over here, he had a few Sam's winter ales, and now he can't even go to work today. Ha. <laughs> Oh, actually, I was I was drinking with uh, your old buddy Dave and Drew. Uh, they uh, remember Drew from the wedding. I the do. Bartender? Well, I went to his bar. Nice. And um, the shots kept coming. And it was just yeah. No, I don't. I don't know if we talked about this the last time we were on the broadcast, but. Um, was it like when we were in Martha's Vineyard and uh, you tried to outdrink oh. a hot bartender who was not drinking, but. You just kept having her, you know, give you more and more drinks, and I don't know what you were trying to prove, but was it like that? Uh, no, because I definitely was not trying to get in Drew's pants. Re- Brad, uh, we're yeah, friends dude. here. You can tell us. It's okay. <laughs> hey, you remember uh, You remember the name of those drinks on Martha's Vineyard? I don't, actually. It, it, was, uh, it was called the Stuntman, and they called it that because um, there's a couple of apparently... Um, Oh, who was it? Dan Aykroyd hangs out there occasionally. Yeah, we like, we oh, actually saw him that there. night. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, that's right, we did. Um, and then um, <laughs> see, guys. somebody drank a bunch of those. One of his friends, and then walked out of the bar, got hit by a car, went through the windshield, sat in the front seat of the the car that had hit him, um, and then opened the door, stepped out, and was unscathed, other than the fact that he was hammered off his face. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, wow. they called the stuntman after that. That is so fucking badass. I know. <laughs> as as a... Uh, as, New life goal. As a, as a Massachusetts boy, that had to really excite you, Captain EO. Oh, and yeah. Th- next time you go to the vineyard, you're going to have... Uh, you don't go to the vineyard, do I you? was just in the vineyard in uh, September. What? Yeah. I was there for a week. Oh, my God. You there for a whole week? I was there for a fucking week. Where'd you, where'd you fucking stay? Edgartown? Uh, no, we're more like near OB. 
Uh, it's nice out there. Yeah. I'm from California. I grew up in California. Yeah, <laughs> California. We don't have talk. accents here. We talk like normal people. Yeah, exactly. You do talk like normal people. Mm. Uh, they, not all of you talk like normal people, eh? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is that? I don't know what that is. That was an awful that was a accent. shitty, <laughs> shitty Mexican accent. Oh, no. That's not a Mexican accent. Were you trying to sound like Watto? Oh. Yeah, I was about to say, is that... Uh, and that's a nice segue to Star Wars by doing Watto. But, uh, yeah. That's what we, I was doing. Come we on, will guys. talk about yeah. Star Wars in one second, right. but I was reminded of one other thing uh, from that uh, weekend where you came for one night. I was in Martha's Vineyard for a week after college, and you came for one night, and we went to a party. And, you know, in this day and age, it's probably a lot easier, even on Martha's Vineyard, to have a car service or Uber or something come pick you up. Uber. But we had to wait for an hour. So... Do you remember how you spent that hour late at night? You were very tired. Do you remember oh, yeah. what you did, Brad? Uh, yeah, like I did many other times when we've been together and I've been out drinking. I took a nap. Yeah, but where did you take a nap? Do you remember? Do you remember where? Do you remember where you took that nap? Well, on the bottom of a ditch. Yes, you did. Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, it, the only thing that was really too bad about that was. I wasn't near a convenient pile of stuffed animals for you to pile on top of me while I was sleeping. That's true. You know, back when we used to have to take pictures with film and you didn't know what they looked like till you got them developed, you know, sometimes weeks later, uh, Brad would always fall asleep early and we'd all be over and we would just pile as many stuffed animals as we could before he woke up and we would take pictures. Now, Adrian Starling, that happened to you. Was that your... It wasn't your bachelor party, was it? Was it was my buddy's bachelor party. It was your party. buddy's bachelor party. Yeah. It was the same thing, right? They piled a bunch of shit on top of me. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot, though. Like, what it was they, a ton. It wasn't just... It was like uh, 24 shoes, like, like 12 pairs of shoes, so it was like 24. <laughs> 24 <laughs> shoes. Um, there were two blue, like, camping chairs, foldable camping chairs stacked yeah. on top of pizza boxes, to uh, paper towel rolls. Uh, a, an entire fake tall tree in a pot. <laughs> uh, seat cushions from outside chairs. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. There was a picture of it. I think there, we posted it there at is the a, time. There yeah. is a picture somewhere. I don't know. I'd, I'd ask you to find it, but, you know, it's, it's, mm. there's a lot of work involved. Yeah. And there's a lot of work involved exactly. in the Black Cats, but no pay for anyone. So, mm. uh, anyway, uh, now, again, before we get to Star Wars, uh, Agent Starling and Brad were uh, nemesis or nemeses, nemesi. You guys were each other's nemesis at one point. Frenemies. You squared off uh, over uh, Doctor Who. Yeah. But That's right. earlier this, no, actually in 2015, over the summer, you guys actually met. And you got to bury the hatchet, right? Oh, we hugged it out. It you, was good. you did. Yeah. In, we in, shared delightful cookies at Milk Jar. Which were delightful, right? And beers at whatever that place whatever was. Whatever that place yeah. <laughs> But we also went to Whimsic Alley and we yes, got the we picture did. with the TARDIS door. That's right, yeah. And, um, right. yeah, so so you guys are like, you know, internet bros now, right? That's right. I yeah. think so. Well, I, hey, I just want to say that when we were, when I was shooting, you know, something over the bow the last time, sometime over the last year, I was talking about, uh, a certain companion, maybe, that reappeared recently. Yes. Osgood. That's right. Oh, Osgood, yeah. And and we'll yeah. then remember her name, so you got mad. It's like, oh, the goat, the glasses, whatever. <laughs> and then recently, I think I called her Osbad. You did call her Osbad. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. But that's we all right. Do you to rekindle this? Do you not like Osgood? 
Oh no, she's fine. I, I liked I like one of her, but I but like the, yeah, how they I won't don't know tell, which one I yeah, trust. How they won't tell like us the other one. I'm like I don't know which one I like. I know that I can only like one. Yeah, I don't it's like the Zygon one. Yeah, I obviously. prefer the Zygon one. All those suckers are good. I for agree something. with that. Uh, Wait, I heard girl and sucking. What? Mm-hmm. That's why you start watching Doctor Who. It's like a porno. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's a porno theme that I don't think they've done yet. Doctor Who. Which is crazy because of the, the show oh, has been on for away. 50 years plus, like 52 years now. And there's like porn versions of everything. I was reading an article about how Progressive had to get rid of their mascot, the cartoon girl with pink hair, because there was too much porn of her. So that of when the cartoon of the cartoon Progressive, this uh, is flow or not? This is flow? not flow. This is a cartoon. No, it's actually. I'm sorry, insurance. Uh, yes, not uh, no. Well, fl- I haven't seen any though. <laughs> Google it right the, now. Insurance no, porn. Look, the insurance flo- girl porn. The flow porn okay. is out there, and they're proud of it. You know that right. that that's basically the way they're like, "Fuck you, Geico." But <laughs> yeah, so there's porn on everything. There has to be Doctor Who porn. Someone's getting tied up with a tiny scarf out there somewhere. Here's the thing about Doctor Who yeah. porn is that Mark Hunt would tell you you have to watch the Doctor Who porn in chronological That's order. That's right. You have to start you, with you William Hard on now. Exactly. Yes. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll talk more about Doctor Who in a little Patrick bit. Patrick plays s- a dildo. Uh, <laughs> What about what about that improv porn uh, or whose dick is it anyway? Google Doctor if you Google porn and Doctor Who, apparently there's Doctor Whore. That's what uh, I thought. I was like Doctor Whore just had two letters. You know, I oh, like shit. when people do cute stuff like Doctor Mew, the cat. Yeah. But Doctor Who insurance bitch is thinking oh. hard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that on the work computer. Yeah. yeah. Jeff, Jeff on his work fuck. computer goes it, Eshard's porn, and uh, yeah, it's it's a wow. little rough. Yeah, it's the uh, the the pets dot com puppet is really doing some weird stuff to her. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Is that like Triumph, the insult comic dog, kind of. doing uh, doing his business? Yeah, it's, exactly. And you know, look, it's consensual, so it's fine. You know, it's doing the Humpty Hump. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So. <laughs> I know you like your oatmeal lumpy bread, but one of the many things that we want to talk to you about is uh, we want to get your reaction. We've spent a lot of time talking about Star Wars The Force Awakens, but it's been 10 years since there have been any Star Wars movies, and, you know, really like 32 years since a good one. So, uh... I was going to say, yeah, 32 years is where you're shooting with that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, there were some movies within the last 10, 15 years. So, uh, just... Go ahead and dive right in. Give us your overall thoughts about Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Well, I was, uh, I got to say, it's still a little raw for me because I only just watched it, um, and I really enjoyed it. But I had the, I had the mother of all, like, you should not have had this happen to you. Uh, the Han Solo thing was spoiled for me. Oh no! The day before. Oh, yeah. Cause, so, yeah, that, uh, so I spent the entire movie sitting there going, "When's it going to happen? When's it going to uh, happen? When's it gonna happen?" But when you get to the scene, uh, you're like, "Oh, this is where it happens." Yeah. Um, yeah exactly. I had talked well, there was, about there was the um, it wasn't it, it wasn't told to me, but a screenshot of Kylo Ren the, and the lightsaber and Han Solo had been a, a screenshot had been someone taking a picture of the movie. Yeah. And then put it in. So where did you where where did you? Hey, it's those two characters in the same place. And then, bleh. 
Yeah. Yeah. So wait, where did you uh, see this image? Were you because I I stayed away from a lot of stuff. There were articles that probably didn't have anything that was going to ruin it for me, but I I didn't really click on anything. I didn't tweet about it. I only waited two days, you know, and that was like, all right, I got to try to avoid it. I know you waited a little bit longer, but how did you have that moment ruined for you? Uh, there was a guy, uh, as as people who have listened to the show before know, um, when I've been on before, I do um, a World War II toy soldier podcast, which isn't half as lame as it sounds. Um, no, I listened to one, I, and probably. not knowing anything about it, I kind of like the way you guys all sort of talked to each other and made fun of each other and drank beers during it. It's it's somehow hard to believe, but it's kind of like a nerdier black cast, wouldn't you say? It, wow! Fact, it's hard it, to I imagine. Say that. <laughs> yeah, and There's and no sports anywhere near it. And Liev would ask, uh, it, it, "It's it's just a little bit gayer too," which <laughs> you know he wouldn't be able to fathom. But yeah. Well, we do have our version. Um, we have Lachlan, who of course likes to talk about the taste of prostate rather than yelling anal at the top of his lungs. Oh. So, well, that's just um, a it, that's just it, a regional it, dialect. That's that, that's what you say in taste Australia. Of prostate. Taste of taste of prostate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but um, yeah, no. So there was a guy who liked our page um, who put a comment up, and because somehow Facebook linked a couple of things he liked on my feed, right? And one of them was a J.J. Abrams hate page um, because he's a this dude's apparently a big Trekkie, like the kind of Trekkie that hates uh, J.J. for what he did to the reboots, which I happen to really like. So I was like, oh, this will be amusing. And, of course, it's my own damn fault because I forgot that, of course, J.J. Abrams just put out Star Wars. Star Wars, Wars yeah. And there's a, here's a page of people who hate him. Yeah. And yeah. So, Spoiled. so yeah. Uh, you know, look, it's it's hard to avoid stuff the, the longer after a release, sure. Uh, I kind of had in the back of my mind that Han Solo died because it was something that came out like a year and a half ago, and I we've talked about it in recent weeks about how I kind of discounted it, but in the way where I'm like, well, it it could still happen, but I don't know. It didn't it didn't make me enjoy the movie any less, you know, knowing or at least thinking that I knew. I didn't know for sure. I was reasonably certain that he did, but I. It was like I avoided everything because I didn't want to know one way or the other if I'm right. Because, like, well, maybe he, you know, if I knew he didn't die, well, then, you know, I'd know that. So I wanted to exactly. still have there be some doubt. But you found out and, and knew. But you had to still be able to enjoy the, uh, the, oh, the film. Yeah, I, yeah I, I mean, I loved it. Um, I'm a huge, I mean, you know, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I wear my nerd cred on my sleeve, so to speak. Um, I got, of course, I have a couple Star Wars tattoos. The sleeve, the um, sleeve of tattoos. Yeah, you have some great, uh, you have some great science fiction ink, and you've uh, added to it over the years. Yeah, exactly. So, Death Star, Alien. um, There's an Enterprise somewhere in there. There's a TARDIS. Yeah. Um, Yep, the robot from Forbidden Planet, flying saucers. You know, all that good stuff. No, you're gonna be like the rest um, of the world. Man, I loved it. Like if, if. Sorry, what's that? I was going to say, you can be like the rest of the world and just cover all those up with a bunch of BB-8 tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Okay. I haven't, of, I haven't quite got to that stage yet, okay. but we'll get there. All right. You know, he's adorable, you know. We'll just say, we'll have to see what he does in two years when he comes back. And, you know, yeah. if he can pull out that little, uh, that little butane torch that he uh, gave the thumbs up with. And well, Jar Jar, I know, I know uh, you didn't hear... 
I know you didn't hear this episode, so uh, Will actually has an interpretation about that moment that, since you haven't heard, we'll have him explain again. Yeah. So talk Finn about... gives him the thumbs up. Yep. BB-8 flips him off. That's a yeah. middle finger. He gives him the middle yeah. finger, or yeah. or he's grabbing his BB-8 oh, junk. Big, yeah. yeah. Big he's BB-8. He's penis. grabbing... BB-8 inches. Oh, <laughs> you beat me to it. I was Damn. about to fucking say it. <laughs> I hate you right Take now. the bell and set in reverse. Now the, I can't even... <laughs> Did you mark that? (laughs) Do you want me to do it again? Okay, wait. Yeah, wait. This one is my apology reverse bell. Anyway, uh, (laughs) so I'm told that the best place for a BB-8 tat is the taint, but we'll worry about that in two years. So, obviously, yeah, you can still enjoy the movie, Uh, you know, even even knowing that. Uh, But what did you think of the new characters? I, I, I yeah okay. Just to preface everything I'm about to say with, I love Star Wars. I, I if I was to rate the movies, I would go Empire, A New Hope, and then maybe this because um, the Ewok thing at Jedi just sort of killed it for me. All right, so we did a whole episode. Yeah, now, Brad, 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 I'm gonna have to stop you. We did a whole episode <laughs> where I talked about you know y- you can't discount. Jedi just because of the Ewoks. First of all, they're mini Wookiees. They're a brave warrior race. Second of all, Jedi has Jabba the Hutt. He's fucking amazing. The Emperor, even more amazing. Boba Fett actually does something. Listen, Christian loves one out. (laughs) So, uh, Jedi gets discounted far too easily. Just because Kevin Smith thought it would be funny to say that all had was a bunch of Muppets, but the the Ewok tribe they're such proud such a proud race they were going to eat our heroes and yeah, only exactly. worshiping yeah. only worshiping c-3po saved us boy that movie would have taken a different turn if everyone gotten eaten <laughs> yes yeah, so it's like c-3po is like c-3po's like well uh, too i suppose we need to blow up the death star <laughs> oh dear everyone's been eaten <laughs> Hey, hey, Ewoks apparently are really good against the Imperials. Just, you know, find right. a couple of those guys in a spaceship, dock it at the uh, the Death Star, and yeah. game over, over. Oh, All right. Uh, yo, Google Ewok porn. <laughs> don't, 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 don't. <laughs> On it. Don't Google Ewok porn. So, um, anyway, uh, I so I feel like you can't rank any of the prequels higher than the original trilogy. I just don't think it's possible. It's like, yeah, it's... I don't know. Clone Wars just had, like, a lot of great love scenes. Right. And I could just really relate to the way that uh, Hayden Christensen actually didn't like Natalie Portman. And didn't like being in front of the camera. So leaden and horrible. Now, are you suggesting... Between those two was just, yeah, the most unrealistic, horrible... Yeah, no, no, no. You you took it. You took you took an Academy Award winning actress, and you know yeah. made you wish that. Well, I can't be too. Mean. Anakin actually only freaked out so bad because he flunked chemistry. <laughs> did he build that robot? He did build that robot. That's engineer. not chemistry. So, That's engineering. Were you, Brad? Were you going to rank uh, Force Awakens higher than one of the original Holy Trinity of films? Jedi. No. At least you didn't rank Jedi, one of them. Yeah, I was going to put it. 
I was going to put it number uh, number three. Well, at I, least I, you didn't I, put one of those I, shitty like prequels over Jedi. I, you know, it's this new movie over Jedi. It hurts, but putting those garbage prequels, I go oh, Jedi. I would never put the prequels anywhere yeah. near the trilogy. I, by the way, I made this point in a past uh, episode of the Blackcast. Uh, I argue that the Christmas special is better than Attack of the Clones because of how bad it is to watch them not fall in love in Lake Como in Italy and just spout a bunch of like awful, awful dialogue. It's not, I know it's not the actor's fault, but it's just, it's so bad. It's like you forget that fucking Django Fett is in that movie and Count Dooku, well, he's cool, but he can't save that. Nothing can save that. True. I put Kingdom of the Crystal Skull before I went. <laughs> of the prequel. Clone Troopers cannot save that. What was that one more time? Oh, the Clone Troopers, yeah. Hundreds, if not thousands, of Clone Troopers in action. Yeah. Like, the first time you properly see Stormtroopers doing something cool. Yeah. I mean, you see, you know, airdrops and, you know, heavy ordnance and all sorts of, you know... A battle like that's awesome. Yeah, they did keg stands. They uh, played beer pong, dude. That shit was yeah. tight. Mm. Fives was a hero. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's interesting. So you're saying that you're putting the Force Awakens over Return of the Jedi, which you know. I need to watch it again. But you need yeah, to watch really it again because it. Uh, Jabba the Hutt. You know, when you see Jabba the Hutt on screen the first time, because, you know, the special edition Jabba the Hutt scene didn't happen. Uh, it's amazing. It's and like the emperor is such a cool character. And the only film where he is the emperor is represented well is Return of the Jedi. So uh, Skywalker. Nice. Uh, but of course, Phantom Menace is the only one that has Watto in it. So there's there's always that. You know? That's true. I just love his look at when he realizes that like Anakin's kids are still alive, and he's like, "I took that bitch to the clinic, and she lied to me." <laughs> the look, look on uh, the, the Emperor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, yes, bitches yeah. be crazy. Yeah. You know, that's what the Emperor learned. You know, is like, damn it. Is that you got to go into Planned Parenthood? Which, by the way, if Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader and he has secret children that you hide far away from him, would you still have him go by the name Luke Skywalker? Leia was Leia Organa. Why was uh, uh, Owen and Ben? Uh, no, because Uncle Skywalker Owen and Peru. is like Smith in that galaxy. Well, he was right, supposed I to guess, be Star Killer, but no, Uncle Owen was too much of a pussy to change his name. <laughs> He's a Skywalker. Yeah. No, their last Skywalker. name I think is Lars. So why isn't he Luke Lars? <laughs> oh or, my God! Or Lars. You just answered well, that we're, question. We're that blue milk. Anything's possible. After that. <laughs> yeah, dude. If, yeah, if you have one of those blue, blue milks. <laughs> what do you think that produces milk blue milk? A blue cow. Come on. That yeah. like weird blue thing that plays the keyboard in like the remake. For Version? Oh, you mean Max Rebo? Yeah. Yeah, that's not from the remake. That's from the OG. Okay. Because I had the action the figures. The color of George Lucas' You're right. Semen. You're right. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm dinging. Blew you away. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my only big problem with the new movie is yeah. a couple things. Like, one, come up with a new plot. Like, I really yeah. love that they rehash things and it was sure. going back. But, I mean, really? We're back to another Death Star? It's the exact same new thing. plan. Every movie needs to have a Death Star, and I don't mean every Star Wars movie. Every movie ever needs to have a Death Star from here on in. The next James Bond, Death Star. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, the Death Star. 
Uh, but it's like if you bad guys, if you didn't have a death star, learn, yeah, exactly. If you didn't learn the fucking ten what? million times, don't make another one. Do something yeah. else. Stop making Death Stars. Yeah. It just other ideas. I don't know. Work. I mean, I think they should go back to the original plans that have an exhaust vent that blows <laughs> up the entire <laughs> ship from the outside. Yeah. You know, to be fair, it wasn't it wasn't I great think the design. The only thing that would have improved the new one is if all it took was them driving by and just firing one of their little lasers and it blew up the whole planet. Well also to make a point, yeah, about destruction in movies. Oh, nobody no. seems to say anything. Sure. You know, Superman knocks down a couple of buildings. His wasn't even his fault. Not his fault. A couple buildings fell down. Sure, they blew up a whole fucking planet. Yeah, innocent people were slaughtered. Now, to be fair, the first Death Star blew up, and it was so easy to blow up because they let Ford make it. I mean, I think it was that's true. It was just that simple. No, no, no. It had the Firestone symbol on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it so the of the, uh, it was the it was the pinto of outer space exactly, <laughs> and that's why Darth Vader's like yeah I'm out by the way. Grand Moff Tarkin's like no I'm good we're gonna we're gonna fucking ride this out whoops. So anyway so that was run uh, pinto yeah. yeah so that was a criticism on your part was uh, some well, of the derivative the new Uber bad guys named Snooky or something Kylo Ren oh. Supreme no. Leader Snoke. Oh. It was Boss. Boss Boss Snooky, yeah. yeah. I thought it was Snopes because he just disproved everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Andy yeah. Circus. Like Palpatine was rad. Like that was a bad guy you could get behind. Yep. It was scary. Like they made Snook kinda look kinda cool, but uh, is he big? Is he small? Do, do I care? He's I, I don't he's know. regular I, sized. I just spent the entire time going don't really know about this guy and that general was a character i just did not care about yeah we general talked Hux. about this in the past that i didn't even realize he was the actor he was this guy who was in this movie about time a movie i really liked i'm like i had no idea that was him he was like so over the top hitler though yeah when he gave true. that big speech <laughs> yeah. and he's like we will conquer the beaches and kill all of the jews in the universe <laughs> and then kylo ren will come from the ashes Snopes.com to prove that the empire will re- <laughs> re- <laughs> my new vampire army. We will take over the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> Where is Phasma? And then he kind of gets that embarrassed look and like flips his hair back over and then like puts his hand up in that ass like and then walks away. Yeah. Yeah. It's like at some point you have to back down, but uh, I guess he yeah, did. Exactly. What's his name? Uh, Hux. General Hux. Uh, That's I a hope that name. Supreme Leader Snoke is actually the size of the. Uh, the aliens from um, the first Men in Black, the ones that live yeah. in people's oh, like, yeah. fake bodies. That'd be great. And he just like imagine him holding a lightsaber, bouncing around like tiny little Yoda, except he's even smaller. <laughs> <laughs> like shit, it's a little tiny lightsaber. It's like a little needle. Fucking Tinkerbell. So, on the whole, you enjoyed the movie a lot. You're excited for what comes next, I assume, Brad. I am. I am very excited. Uh, I, yeah, I'm really excited to see where they go. I kind of want to see if they ever get Captain Phasma, or whatever her name is, out yeah. of the trash compactor. Probably not. kind of want to see if uh, they they actually didn't kill that one stormtrooper with the, uh, you know, the one unnamed stormtrooper that everyone on the internet seems to love more than all the other villainous characters. What, the Daniel yeah, Craig stormtrooper? The, uh, the stun baton. 
Oh, the, I, I thought you. It's, oh, oh, yeah. That's calling that guy T R A eight or I think is what. Oh, T R eight or. I thought you. I thought you were talking about the uh, stormtrooper that was voiced by Daniel Craig. So that's what I thought you were talking about. Why are they calling him traitor? Oh, According to IMDb, cameo, Phasma is going to be in the next one. Phasma's in the next one. Uh, so Daniel Craig, unless I'm mistaken, one of you guys can correct me. He's the one that Ray uses the Force and is like, yes. "Leave your gun too." So yeah, that I, that was him. I, I will leave my gun. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was great because it was a great delivery. And so if you listen to the close release score, it goes <laughs> as he walks out. <laughs> Um, and then now, Idris Elba uh, you know, comes in. continuation yeah. of how bad a Bond he was in Spectre, but, you know. Well, it's funny that you mention that because uh, I know you heard uh, we did a whole uh, episode where we talked Spectre. Well, actually, it was Coltrane, uh, Captain EO, and I because we literally had watched it across the street. And uh, Will has since talked a little bit about it. Uh, I don't think I... Have known a bigger James Bond fan than you, Brad. What did you think of Spectre? And let's start with what did you like about it? Uh, I, dude, I, I can't disagree with what you guys said when you guys went over it. I think the first five minutes of that movie were sensational. Yep. And then I think that movie needed to stop. <laughs> like, it, it, they could have tacked that on to the beginning or end or used it as some sort of promotional thing for Skyfall. Yeah, it would have been it would have been like a webisode or a DVD extra or Blu-ray extra yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's true. That would have been a great like extra like man, that was awesome. I don't I, who cares where he went after that. Mm-hmm. We don't need to see it. Exactly. He just fucked bitches. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He went to the galaxy far far away. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was uh the, you know there's I don't know. For the most part, it was a it was a fun ride, but there's definitely a few moments where you're like, "Do I need to be on this ride? Like, why did I wait in this long line for?" If Blofeld is the author of all of his pain, yes, he wrote Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> More like Fifty it, it Shades was, of It was me, Time Bond. I am the author of all your pain. Then how comes it so fucking easy to stop you? Yeah, so it, it was it was it was not that difficult. I know no. everything about you except for what your yeah. watch does. Oh. That was really confusing. Yeah, me, that yeah definitely mm-hmm. don't take that watch off of the the super spy. There's there's no <laughs> reason that you should take his watch off. So, exactly. well, if you know Bond, you know he never uses any gadgets. So yeah, exactly. Know. Yeah, so, you, you don't have to worry about anything. I see you nope. stole a plane and crashed it into the side of a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> Are you just destroying things because you want to, or is yeah. there something else, another motive behind that? <laughs> uh, do you feel like it'll be all right to move on from Daniel Craig at this point? Or yes. is the but the, yes. there's the great unknown out there. You know the next Bond. I wasn't waiting for the translation on that one. Yes. Don't wait yes. for the translation. No, that, yeah. No, uh, yeah. And done. Uh, yeah. I, I, at the end of Skyfall, I, I was like, oh, I hope he comes back. Hope he does yeah. another one. I agree. Clearly, he didn't want to do it. Yep. Um, and I'm really sorry that he did. Yeah. I I, I think he is yeah. too. But. Kind of like Sam Raimi with Spider-Man 3. Yeah, definitely like Sam Raimi with Spider-Man 3. Sam Raimi wanted to do Spider-Man 3, and then Avi Arad was like, You put Venom in this toy now! And he was like, No, but I want to do this. No! Yeah, Sandman. No, 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 no. no. Uh, So, what are your thoughts about uh, Agent Starling and my choice to play the next James Bond? Uh, DCI John Luther himself. We go between James Bond. 
we what, you think we play James Bond? No, two of us? No, no, we want... back in time and listen to your episodes, the first person who mentions Idris Elba and James Bond in the same sentence is this kid. Really? What, you have a kid? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wait, when did uh, I mention Idris Elba's Batman? Yeah, because we'll mention him as Batman oh, first. Batman. Sorry, yeah. I thought you meant... Uh, no, 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 no. We do, no, we do mean it as James Bond, but we'll mention him as Batman before it came up that he might be James Bond. Anyway, okay. we well, look, we'll, we'll give you some credit. You, you suggested it. It's true. I just needed some credit for yeah, myself. Yeah, Will, Will just needs to feel important. You think he's going to play I, Black Brad Knight Panther? Brad fight again. Huh? What was that? Black Panther? No, I, I, oddly enough, Black Panther's going to be a white guy. Yeah. He's already cast. What? No, he's going to be Jackie Robinson. Uh, what's his name? Chad Chadwick Boseman. Oh. They've, they've uh, already. I was going to say they did not do that. Should have been Chiwetel Ejiofor. <laughs> no, yeah, they did not have a white Black Panther. <laughs> no, he's already in Civil War. They should have like... just had Anthony Mackie play both black parts. <laughs> <laughs> or Billy D. Williams. Oh, you know. Exactly. You know what uh, I like to do? I'm not going to chase a winner soldier. I'm going to get cold. Forty five. I want to. I want to. I want to ask. Uh, I want to ask the black cast. So, Superman v. Batman. Yep. Clearly, Will, you're going to be going Superman. Is that what we're feeling on this one? So who wins? Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly they're not actually going to fight. But yeah, well, they'll fight, but no, there's not. Batman, Let them fight. Yeah. The winner is the yeah. audience when they Eiffel Tower Gal Gadot. Bam! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's horrendous. That's <laughs> but awful. you know you'd oh, watch that. <laughs> that ad where you know the first one, the first teaser for that, they had you know the Superman fighting Zod, and the laser beam cuts the building in half and starts to fall down, and everyone else is just pure running away from that building. Yeah, and you just see Ben Affleck turn around as Bruce Wayne and run towards it. It was just like, yep. yes, that is a Batman. I'm. Like, I was not sold on Batfleck until yeah. I saw those ads, and yeah, man, it's going to be rad. It, so it wasn't I'm until stoked. that it wasn't until that commercial uh, that I realized it was Ben Affleck. I actually thought Casey Affleck was going to be Batman, so this is going to be much better. No, he's not. I'm sorry, well, I'll let you down. I'm not watching. <laughs> You're going to. I'll be there. gone, baby, gone. Yep. So close to well, making that same joke. Yeah. <laughs> 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 not Sorry, we have a little bit of a delay uh, with Australia. What were you saying, Brad? I was saying if Will isn't playing Superman, it's not worth it. I agree. Uh, I Thank do you. too, but I'll yeah. go. He'll so go does the anyway. lady at Starbucks. Yeah. Oh, that's right. My barista. She goes. She goes. You look like Clark Kent, and I was like, Oh, thanks. And she saw my like Superman wallet, and uh, then she gives me a coffee, and she wrote on the little sleeve. She wrote Superman, and then she wrote like, But I love Batman. Sorry. Oh, I was like, shit. oh, bitch. It's on. Fucking Vicky Vale just yeah. fucking dropped yeah. a bomb on you. Wow. Jesus. That's rough. Yikes. We're going to give her that disease that Mr. Freeze's wife has. Stick oh, shit. Stick her in a frozen... Herpes, man? That's for life. <laughs> <laughs> poor Nora. Oh, poor Nora Freeze. Uh, she has that herpes. <laughs> she just can't get rid of... And he needs diamonds to power a suit to find the cure. <laughs> I think I missed that yeah, movie. Diamonds are forever, just it's like her. A, a hell of a disease. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it is indeed a, a hell of a disease. Hep C is curable now. Though. Uh, so Brad, uh, you know, if it's an actual fight, 
Batman can't ever win because Superman, Superman. You know, that's I was going to say, so if he has like a Batarang, yeah, that's right. This is Adam West. The Adam West <laughs> Batarang is fighting. That's always been Ow. a thing. Batarang's I know, but out. I like to say Batarang. And uh, if, if, it's a, if he has a kryptonite Batarang, boom, yeah. he wins. So that's all he's got to do. He's so actually Batman has to work together with Lex Luthor. But they don't show any of Krypton being irradiated and shot through the Phantom Zone when the uh, pod arrives, and that's how all the Kryptonite gets to Earth. So what the fuck? There could be samples on board the ship of the old Kryptonian. What samples? Like like his mom was an Avon lady. Like try some Krypton. (laughs) Kryptonite. Why is that what you would say? What. I'm talking. I'm talking serious science here. All of a sudden, you take it to makeup. Yeah, samples that they put on their ship because they were traveling all over the place. World engines. They collected. You want to look? Shit no, you want solar look, systems. Look, you can travel throughout the universe and still want to look good, like a modern woman. You know, it's fine. Look, when your planet's gonna fucking die, you don't give a shit about how you look. Oh. Au contraire, mon frère. If your planet's about to die, you care more than ever. Laura was like, no, I don't need to do that. Well, you know, Supergirl's mom should have cared a little bit more. Russell Crowe said we're all going to die, so I'm just going to stop wearing makeup. (laughs) And then then he he hit Superman with a phone. (laughs) That's what Russell Crowe did. Maximus Decimus British. Baby Superman. Pointing all over the world. (laughs) (laughs) I took it. (laughs) Uh, So so that's that movie. um, <laughs> That's how it's exactly going to end. Yeah, Jor El comes back as a fucking know, Australian world. We don't, we don't even need fighter. to see uh, Batman vs Superman because we just fucking nailed it. <laughs> um, a movie that we're all excited about is a character that I know is near and dear to your heart, Brad. Is Deadpool? Uh, tell us yeah. what you think of the the Deadpool trailers and what you've seen of the movie, and. Just how excited you are for big screen Deadpool? I uh, did. I'm pretty damn excited about it. I got to say, I've actually I've been not watching the ads for it because I want to be surprised Good. by it. Um, yeah, the last time yeah. I did that, Phantom Menace. I didn't see any trailers. I'd, I'd walk out of a theater if a if a Star Wars trailer started. I didn't see any commercials, and then I saw the fucking movie, and I'm like, well, that wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a very bad decision. To, to not do yeah, no, man. Um, I think of all like, the the Wolverine debacle where Deadpool play, you know, was played by Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it started out so well, and then they made him mute and shoot lasers out of his eyes. All right. To be fair, that movie did not start out well. That that the, whole movie doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, they they undid that movie. Yeah. Started out well when they were like, <laughs> we have drivers going to be in this movie, and you're like, yeah, and then you saw it, and you're like, oh no. No. Well, that's what I I, I said this on the Black House a couple years ago. That was that summer that. I rewatched even the bad X-Men movies, and I'm like, oh, Lee F. Schreiber as Sabretooth is actually good. I liked him. Fucking but that, Ray Donovan as Fucking Ray Donovan as yeah. Sabretooth, queer. <laughs> so, uh, hey, was... brother, you fucking queer. <laughs> like, you, you stupid claws. Anyway, uh, I so yeah, that movie is terrible, but yeah, you're right, because you knew that uh, Ryan Reynolds was going to be... Deadpool, and you're like, oh no, this is terrible. Especially, there were like the multiple like extra scenes that had been added, and then there's the one where like his it, what his head like crawls back, and he goes like, Shh. I don't even remember. It was so stupid. What? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see that. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's a, there's like an extra scene, like an end credit scene. There were like three end set end credit scenes. One of them is Wolverine in a bar, and he's like keeps drinking shots, and the bartender's like, drinking to forget? No. 
I'm drinking to remember. And it's like, well, that's stupid. Yay. That doesn't make any sense. Wow. Uh, and then there's, yeah, there's one where, like, uh, Deadpool's, like, head, like, uh, crawls back to his body or something. And it's so bad that I wish I remembered it better so that I could warn the world. But anyway, we just figured we would never get the Deadpool movie because of how shitty yeah. that movie was. Right, Brad? Exactly. Well, I mean, the Deadpool uh, character came out of nowhere, what, 10, 15 years ago? And then just sort of it's took on and was... more like 15, 20, because it was, it was like that, that late run, like... 20 years ago. That, like, late run New Mutants slash X-Force, uh, like Rob Liefeld, yeah. you know, Cable, and you got all these... You got some really cool-looking characters, but Deadpool was actually the most well-rounded of them. Do you think there, he'll be a schizophrenic? Like in the movie, I think so. Yeah, uh, that's my impression. Anyway. You know, he's like a straight rip from DC's Deathstroke, right? No. Oh, Slade, DC Slade Wilson, Deathstroke. Uh, Wait, Wade, so Wade you should, Wilson, you're Deadpool. saying that his name is the same? I'm saying it's exactly what Rob. He, Rob Liefeld created it for DC and then did the same character. No, no, he, he did, was just like this is he like just my, stole him. This is my like parody of Deathstroke. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, but how many times did they rip characters off from one another? I mean, look at you. Have, I'm not saying um, that in a negative way. I don't mean to be like, oh, that, no, that. No, exactly. With the entire Squadron I'm not, Supreme. I'm not saying it in a negative way. What I mean is just like, most people don't know that, but I think it's an interesting I, thing. I did know. not know it. To tell you the truth. important uh, to know your roots. Well, he's not getting a movie, so. He has he a, a whole <laughs> season of a show. Did he? Yeah. He's an arrow. Yeah. He's like the main bad guy. On Arrow. Season two. Uh, is he uh, as cool as Deadpool? No, not okay. even a little Thank you. bit. That's all that really matters. He's isn't not. It? He's not as funny. He's not funny at all. <laughs> that's what I said. He's not as funny. No, funny. <laughs> I was gonna say he's about as funny as a heart attack. He's not funny Yikes. at all in no, that he's, show. He's not funny. So, yeah. all right. So we don't care. Funny. So we can move on from that. But no, I, I care. So I'm really excited about Deadpool. I think that's going to be fantastic. Just the the fact that they're going, they they're actually giving the character. You know, the edge and the, the language and the violence that it actually needs to play. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I mean, I, I'm just really impressed that we live in a, a time and a place where we see, like, I mean, you see characters like, and this is for Will's benefit, like King Shark in The yeah. Flash, and you see, I know, it's amazing. I mean, you see these random things like Grodd, the, a talking gorilla, or yep. in this case, a psychic gorilla on The Flash. And he and goes to the Gorilla City! Mm -hmm. It's amazing. He goes to the Gorilla City? Yes. In the new season. Yeah. That's not on Netflix yet. You just see, we actually saw Days of Futures Past. Um, Yeah. yeah. We're going to get Apocalypse. I mean, we're looking at all of these fantastic comic book stories that we had as kids, and now they're being done on the big screen or on the small screen. Or they're just being fleshed out in like video games or in other things. It's just it's an amazing time to be our um, age. It's a, yeah, it's an amazing time to be an old nerd that has the background for a lot of these characters because you can be that excited. You know, as excited I was for there to be a new Star Wars movie, I'd kind of been you know maybe burned by a few Star Wars movies. So I don't. I, I mean, it's not the same exactly the same. But I was so excited that there was going to be a Days of Future Past movie because that's such it was such a great story, and that one actually turned out well. I'm not as excited about Apocalypse on that level, but I think like, oh well, there's going to be you know, there's going to be a bunch of great characters and Jubilee in that movie. 
Psylocke's going to be in it. Yeah, no, Mohawk Storm, and I've talked about this. Mohawk Storm was the storm in the X Men when I first started reading it. She had, uh, so I'm like, yeah, I want Mohawk Storm. I don't, I don't want long flowing white locks. What's the vampire's name? Like Mr. Sinister? Yeah, that's exactly what his name is. Yeah, Mr. Sinister. Is he going to be in it? I don't think he's in this one. But Morbius. That's Spider Man. Morbius, uh, I don't think has ever turned up in anything. The Amazing Spider Man three. But that's not what the next movie is. I don't know what the next movie is. It's just going to be... Didn't they, like, s- just scrap that bullshit? Oh, and it's yeah. just, it's just yeah. spectacular Spider-Man, I think. Mm. Or, they, I don't know. There, there's been enough Spider-Man titles like, that they can just... We're setting up the Sinister Sticks. Oh, no one wants to watch? Okay. Never mind. JK. Never mind. Fuck all of this. <laughs> JK. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, that was the thing. They sold it back to Marvel, didn't they? Well, they no. So right. Sony still has the rights but they're going to work with Marvel to try and make a movie that people actually like but you know because <laughs> Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man 2 making 500 million dollars was not enough or yeah. it, it, that it probably it wasn't made enough 500 million dollars it made an obscene enough. amount of money Ugh. worldwide yeah now it's probably because of Jamie Foxx well, that was the thing it made it worldwide <laughs> not domestic it did, but it did fine domestic, you know? I mean, it's, uh, yeah. it is not... What's it, up with, like, people in other countries liking shitty movies? Uh, well, Brad, you lived in Japan for a while. What is there about that? Oh, man. It's, it's, and hey, I live in Australia. That's another country. That's true. Uh, I, I don't get it, man. Um, China in particular, man, they just eat up stuff. Um, we have a huge Chinese population in Melbourne. And, um, yeah, I mean, downtown... Near I live, near where we live is Chinatown, and yeah, you just see the cinemas here in that area play things. It's like on their own time scale, things will stay in theaters. Those theaters much longer or much shorter, depending on you know the clientele, which makes sense. But if you know just a couple blocks away from that's the usual you know movie plex, and you'll get different movies for different time periods. Like the Fast and the Furious stayed forever in that. Um, Chinese theater, and you just went, because it's the greatest cinematic achievement of our time. That's correct. We rubs cars. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, don't. I don't know anything about Fast and Furious. But uh, hey, Brad, have you seen the trailer for uh, the next uh, Star Trek movie? Oh yes, I have. Uh, Will had a great way to describe, it, and we haven't talked about this on the broadcast. It's been out for like a month or two now at this point. But uh, Will, when you saw the trailer for the new Star Trek, what did you say? <laughs> it's so great. I got the Fast Trek Three: Guardians of the Furious. <laughs> Fast Trek Three: Guardians <laughs> of the Furious, and it's true. It looks like all three of those things together because it has all the elements that we all love about Star Trek. You know, you have you have Kirk, you have Spock, right. you have outer space, Bones. you have. Dirt bikes. Yeah, dirt bikes. <laughs> because we all love dirt bikes in, hey, in hey. Star Trek. In the future, Kirk takes his life a quarter mile at a time. That's right. I don't he got does. friends. And I got here's family. the thing. I, I bet that's going to be a fun, wild movie. First of all, Idris Elba's in it, so I know it's going to be good. He's not even in the trailer. Well, it's because the trailer's racist. Wait for that big reveal when he's like, my name is Khan. <laughs> what if, You're like, a fucking what Dan? What? Every <laughs> movie has Khan in it. Khan! Khan! I don't know. I, I guess everybody... Uh, but, Brad, what did you think of uh, Into Darkness? Like, I didn't... I don't know. I don't think that well, that character needed to be Khan, but I didn't hate that movie. No, that character did not need to be Khan. He should have been Sherlock. He did not need to... Uh, look, I, look, I like, 
I like Cumberbatch. I think you know. I'm looking forward. Do you see the pictures of him as Doctor Strange this week? Yes, yeah. I did. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, look, I love Cumberbatch like as Sherlock, and I love like he's been in a lot of other things. Was it the uh, the Difference Machine? I, I'm trying to Ooh, think of the name of that. That old timey Sherlock comes out yeah. next month. Nick- no, the old-timey Sherlock has already aired by the time people have heard this. Cut it, this it was out. on New Year's yeah, Day. I knew that. I know. You thought it came out in the future, but it came out in the past. <laughs> Days past. of future past. Days Sherlock. of future past. Yeah, the the late the Victorian Sherlock aired past tense because it's 2016 now. Jeff (laughs) aired on New Year's Day on PBS, I think at nine o'clock. So make sure you record it or download it legally or whatever you recorded it. Recorded it it in the past. Yeah, Uh, that's exhausting. Uh, Yeah, but uh, I don't know. The problem, and I I talked about this uh, very recently on the podcast. That people seem the biggest criticism of the J.J. Abrams Star Treks seem to be that they're too exciting and fast paced. <laughs> That's probably why I like yeah, them. I hate they felt like Star Wars. Movie. Yeah, it's like no, no, no. We need more talking. Could you talk about the science behind what's happening? Hey, here's an idea. Tell us what you're going to do. Take like nine minutes to tell us what you're going to do before you do it, or you know what? Have it happen off camera. There's too much excitement. Exactly. Star Trek. Spock. Um. You claim a bastard. You kill my son. Anyway, uh, yeah, look, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited. I, I want to see. I've always wanted to see Spock on a dirt bike. Um, I think that was Kurt. Appar- yeah, apparently Spock is in Agent 47 that I just found out. Yes, he is. What is Agent 47? Is it a video game? It's a Hitman, Hitman sequel, I think. Oh. Mm. Let's see the things that I learn as I, as I sit here. He plays Spock in the movie. It's really weird. Uh, so, Brad, you, of course, as we've established, live in Australia. Uh, yes. And um, do they do they do Boxing Day in Australia, like in in the UK? Oh God, huge! So, is there yeah, a lot it's, of? Uh, it's the same. It's the same holiday. It's the they've transplanted it here. Is there a lot of uh, footy on TV at that point? A lot of uh, football on TV. Uh, is that and a lot of shopping? Is it that kind of day? Uh, there's a lot of shopping. The, it's cricket on TV, sadly. Cricket? Because it's, it's in the cricket. middle of summer. Yeah, what the man. fuck is wrong you got to know people. what a crumpet uh, is to understand cricket. <laughs> That's a line from Ninja oh. Turtles, the original. That's Elias <laughs> Cotius. I'm just dropping some knowledge. You guys don't even know the that TMNT. That shit was great. No, I don't, I don't know the TMNT oh, like you know the TMNT. Right. That was amazing. I, I'm in awe. <laughs> uh, so you have Boxing Day, and what I know is because of the crazy time difference future that you live in, future past, you don't mm-hmm. get the Doctor Who Christmas special until Boxing Day, right? That's correct. Yeah, we everyone else gets to watch it on Christmas, and you'd think, because we live in the future, we'd get it early, but we don't. No, because you'd yeah, fucking go on and spoil it for everyone, and you're... Oddly enough, you'd put it on your I Hate J.J. Abrams fan page. I know it's not yours, but it's <laughs> the know. one. That, uh, John River Song killing Kylo Ren. Whoa, dude, I haven't seen it. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. Uh, obviously. Wow. That, that shit would have been crazy, that by the way. Uh, what did you uh, What did you think of uh, this year's Christmas special? Uh, the uh, husbands, plural of River Song. Oh, it was great, man. We loved it. Um, although my wife did look up from it in the first couple of minutes and said, "Oh, it's a funny one." I wasn't I wasn't Aww. expecting a funny one. Well, it's a Christmas. That's where she is. She said what? It, she was expecting. She wasn't expecting it to be a slapstick one. 
Well, I or mean, it's, it it's a Christmas one, so shitty. it's usually lighthearted, unless it takes place in the fucking Titanic in space. I don't like the space. Into Darkness, Doctor. No, though. but we've established that Brad prefers the Into Darkness, and, and you and I prefer the fun ones. And that's, that's right. why I like right. Capaldi, because he's like a comedian. That's you know, right. He's like there to, there to make us laugh. Except for when he spends four billion years punching a fucking <laughs> rock for Clara. Yeah. You know, that didn't make me laugh, really. Yeah, I know. Jeff is like, wait, why would I watch this fucking you thing? Might Literally spends four billion years, you know. I mean, I've spent four billion years pounding something, but it's not. It's rock hard. Mm. It's the insurance girl. Yeah, it, it was the insurance girl. I think I broke the bell. Oh. <laughs> no, there it is. It's, it's fine. Um, yeah, but I mean, look, I think that the idea was that you needed to have like a fun one after uh, the last couple. You know what I'm saying, Brad? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they had to lighten it up. And uh, yeah, we are. Uh, we we did enjoy it. We had a, a lively little chat after it, and we're. I guess we're. Uh, I think the next big chat is, of course, who's going to be the next companion. What's going to happen? What's yeah. it's it's Will. So. Will's going to be uh, the next companion. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the. Just doctor. got the call from Stephen Moffat. Nice. I'm in. Why not? Yeah. Do you have to do an English accent? Go ahead and give it to us right now. What kind? Uh, Cockney. <laughs> Hello, Doctor. Hello, Doctor. My name's fucking Will. <laughs> Oi! All right. Are Oi, you doctor? fucking cunts ready to fly around space and fuck some shit up? <laughs> Manchester United! Coming this Coming spring. Coming this spring. Guy Ritchie. Doctor You want me Who's... to get in a fucking blue box with an old man who can't even tie his fucking shoes and he wears fancy glasses and makes things move? Oi! More like Doctor Who the fuck cares? Uh, something. You know. <laughs> Your violent bells are yeah, just it's breaking bad. If you call it soccer, I will fuck you up. <laughs> um, so that's an idea, right, Brad? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be another funny video. one, you think, eh? Forget about it. Yeah. yeah. It'll oh, be lots of funny ones, Brad. Um, see. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the overall consensus was that 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 most recent season was was better the the second Peter Capaldi season better than the first yeah I think um, so. I've liked him all along I think most people have but yeah he's never been the problem. I feel like he got to to shine this year so did Clara even I know heaven forbid you make them friends yeah you're right instead so of her, fucking exactly bickering cu- stupid sorry yeah well I'm sorry what were you saying Brad. Uh, sorry, it's that it's the delay. It's bad radio. My bad. Um, I you know I was just saying, who would have thought having fun again is a, is you yeah. know, something that might be enjoyable? But you know, when you have um, two people who travel that long together, I guess they were going for the reality of they're going to get on <laughs> each other's nerves. But I yeah, mean, really, come on. But it hadn't even really been that long. Have ended a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I don't know. I think. Uh, I think it was fun, and that's that's what I look for. I don't I don't look for the the darkness. I I look for the fun ones. But then you know there's some there's middle ground. That's fine. They I'm don't into darkness. You are into darkness. <laughs> Once you go into darkness, you never go back. <laughs> hey, no. And then you regenerate, and you're you're okay again. And then you're okay again. Uh, so how good was it that River didn't recognize the doctor and went on that whole diatribe that- of. Like the doctor wouldn't be here. Yeah, just not. Uh, and then and he, he has a great moment. He He's like, "Hello, sweetie." It was great. Or hi, sweetie. Is it, Sorry. Is it bad that I'm the guy that goes? Oh, I didn't buy that. You didn't buy that? I think she would have known. She's smarter than that. She's apparently not. He kept telling her repeatedly, and she was like, "Nope, no." She didn't want to. How believe. could he know that information? She was so if he wasn't... sure. She was so sure she knew that that you're she... telling me that the women in the show are stupid. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it all tonight. 
<laughs> You're gonna watch nine seasons. Nothing tonight. like I love more than dumb bitches. <laughs> Did a couple hours. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> I wish that weren't true, but I, I know I, I know it is. But you have met my roommate? No, you didn't. Gonzo? No, I've never I've never met her. No. Uh, so uh, Did you your roommate? Yeah. Unfortunately, but he's yep, he's I've been following that saga on the black cast. I feel like we haven't had enough Gonzo references. It's a great right? point, yeah, no. but because he, he's not banging her, so we don't care. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh. Wait, what do you mean basically? You mean you're mostly not I'm banging? I'm singing. No, we okay. don't care because she's. Okay. I thought you meant relevant. I'm basically not banging her, which means okay. So then sometimes you are, but no, <laughs> no, no. All right, well, well, she wishes. She I, she does. Yeah. Um, are you ever afraid she's gonna wake you up in the middle of the night with like a knife to your penis? Um, no, only because that's not a fear as much as it is a fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, the answer is yes, Brad. Uh, Now, uh, we were talking about some of the great characters from comics from when we were younger, and I uh, got distracted probably by something very inappropriate one of us said. Taste of Um, prostate. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And um, I forgot to talk about how one of the characters that I thought we weren't going to get to see anymore when uh, Marvel was acquired by Disney was the Punisher. But we recently, as in like a month ago, saw uh, pictures from season two of Daredevil and the Punisher. And no, he doesn't have the skull shirt on, but I'm like, that's all right. Yet? Yeah, exactly. Yet. Like, He's going to have it. Daredevil didn't have I the costume. Him, I have several. You have several shirts. Punisher skull do. shirts? Perfect. Just, you know. That was my hip hop DJ name. You were the Punisher? Frank Castle, a.k.a. the Punisher. Oh, wow. Shit. DJ Frank Castle. DJ Frank Castle. Punish it. Serving up the hottest hip hop in the bean right here on WERS 88.9. Where is that? Is that Emerson? Yeah. I love every part of that. Can you actually just say that again? I'm going to be quiet and listen. 88.9. You're listening to the hottest hip hop in the bean. It's your boy Frank Castle, a.k.a. the Punisher. You just heard Biggie, Notorious, Dead Wrong. That's right. You're dead wrong if you're not listening to this station all night till 2 a.m. with me, your boy. Let's get back at it. Did you uh, get a did you get a lot of women uh doing that radio thing? I had a girlfriend, but I did one of my favorite stories was uh I did a lot of shout outs to like prison and shit like that. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> but, wait, 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 what? Yeah, I got oh, cool. we get Bad calls. School. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, no, no, no. Uh we get calls to people who want us to shout out their friends in prison because yep. a lot of prisoners listen. So I'd have to say things like shout out to T-Guns, double money, <laughs> dip down, like shit like that. And uh, this one guy gives me this whole fucking laundry list of names to say, and then goes, "I right, stay black." And I was like, "Yes, sir." <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, sir, I will stay black. Thank you. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't. I didn't know any of this. This is great. See, this is what happens. You just talk about Star Wars for four hours. You eventually <laughs> end up talking about Jeff's radio show for Everton. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Brad, have you been able to see the first season of Daredevil in, in uh, Australia, whether on Netflix or DVD? I don't, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of is it uh, Netflix worldwide. No, but it, maybe he doesn't have it. It is now. It is now. So, have you seen? Yeah, we, we got Netflix what six months ago. So, yeah, as soon as it opened up down here, we got it. But because it's not the juggernaut 
down here that it is in the states. It like the more customers they get, the more content they get. Right. So when it started, it was it was kind of sad. But um, one of the things that started the whole network, one of the linchpins or you know the, the the pillars, I guess, was the Daredevil series. So we actually had that the same time the rest of the world did. So, so not so not and, unfunny uh, episodes of Arrested Development that no one liked. For a second, yeah, I thought you were we calling Arrested Unfunny. No, no, no. Like, you you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the no, the ones for Netflix, yeah. Uh, sorry, what did you say, Brad? Yeah, no, it, it, yeah. So we we get a, a bunch of random television shows that you've never heard of, but then we got the Marvel shows as well. Did you and get Jessica Jones? Did you get Jessica yeah, Jones? Jessica Jones. Have you seen yeah. it? We actually got Jessica Jones, I think, 24 hours early because of Because you live uh, in the future? Well, yeah. bastard. Hey, fuck you and fuck your future, okay? Hey, you get Doctor Who early, we got Jessica. Mm, that's true. Although, I think you got it at the same time. Because, yeah, well, that's true. It's one hour versus um, 12, 13 hours. Of and so, uh, you've seen all of Jessica Jones now? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, we, we've kind of talked about it, but Will hadn't seen it yet, so we were, like, afraid. Get of... back here, Jessica. That was fantastic, yeah. They do that so many times, yeah. that I laughed every time. Yeah, it, no, it was great every time. <laughs> and she just looks back and yeah. I'm like, suck your own dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he was great. Like he was, he was so good yeah. as such a. That's like, why the TV shows, are so to me, are great because I, my, I guess my biggest problem has been I think with the Marvel movies is like the bad guys are always like just so super bad. Yeah, and the Ultron's like I'm going to take over the world. You're like, no, you're not. You're a dumb robot, and they stop yeah. him. Right. With this, you're like, oh, it's a multifaceted like kingpin. Yeah. Or the Purple Man. You're like, oh my gosh, there's yeah, layers like, and depth and they're people you can and they're so bad because that, they're yeah, people. Kilgrave, like, oh yeah, he could easily take over the world. He just has to like right. talk to everyone. Well, the know? best part is that he didn't have any interest in taking over no, the world. No, that's why he was and awesome. He, and he didn't even like truly comprehend what he was doing. Like he is the original affluenza teen. Like he was just like <laughs> yeah, a great, super great, narcissist. Yeah. All he wants is that one chick to love him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly, and yeah. like all the rest of them, all the rest of them do because they hear your voice and they love you. But well, she doesn't. So I don't know. He was so good and such a terrible bad guy in the sense of you know what you want terrible, you know a terrible person. But you find those moments where you're like, oh, okay, well, you can kind of see his outlook, and he'd be funny. He was actually kind of likable at times, and yeah. then he'd immediately remind you why he wasn't. So, yeah, I thought it was great, and it was a character, I, as we've talked about, I knew nothing about, and I think that made the show that much better, you know, because there were no expectations for, like... Like with Daredevil, there were things that I was hoping to see, you know, uh, and things I'll probably get in later seasons, but... Uh, I yeah I, so those two series have been great the Luke Cage series I have high expectations for now because now they're two for two oh yeah and Kingpin. Kingpin. I would imagine there'd be a lot of Jessica Jones in that show Kingpin your flesh is hanging off your bones <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> oh that's right it's a Vincent you know. I don't yeah <laughs> I don't uh, I don't know how much Jessica Jones there'll be in uh, Luke Cage I. Uh, Maybe One thing bit. I didn't really think about until... But there was all of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. <laughs> One thing I didn't think about until I finished Jessica Jones. On the inside. Because they... And we're talking spoilers for Jessica Jones if nobody has seen the show. Pause this or fast forward or whatever. Yeah, just... Yeah. Uh, fuck just yourself. yourself. <laughs> What's your face uh, from Daredevil? Uh, Rosario Dawson's character. Yeah. 
So at first I was like, yeah, oh, is this technically a prequel? Because like that's kind of how it seemed. Right. Because they like never talk about him really at all. And it was like one of those. No, she t- says I have a friend who has I know, superpowers. But oh, okay. that's you mean that before episode. That. Before that. Like they don't really reference the devil of hell's kitchen. Yes. Where she lives and is working. Yeah, you'd think that there was, she like, would notice that. little to no crossover. Like, right. And I, that was the one thing I was like, I could have done with a lot more of that. Yeah. But they didn't do it. Yeah. I, I yeah I which is I weird agree with you that. know they're so built on this shared universe by, that they just didn't do it. By the way, I don't know if I was the only one, but when I read the description for the last episode is you know and it says like a friend from the neighborhood, I'm like oh shit, Spider-Man. Daredevil. No, Daredevil's in that episode, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like oh no, it's Rosario Dawson. Yeah, okay. I was hoping Superman and would it, help out. But. Superman can't be fucking bothered with Hell's Kitchen, you know. Yeah. That's the best part about this is like New York's a big city, except they live in a tiny fucking corner of (laughs) it. How hard is it to fix that one piece? Have you ever been to Hell's Kitchen? Actually, it's not that bad anymore. Yeah. So it's not oh, even called yeah, Hell's Kitchen. Gordon Ramsay they could have around. at least had one scene where like Jessica Jones is like buying booze and then walks out and just walks by Murdoch. That would have been cool. That's all it would have. He wouldn't have seen her. No. Or Foggy, for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah. Foggy. You Foggy would passed Foggy would have totally hit on Jessica Jones. And Foggy would have been passed out in Luke Cage's bar. You yeah. Know? Just... Yeah. yeah. And oh, that could have been a scene. Karen Page could have been buying heroin somewhere. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I, who knows where? Selling Matt Murdock's. Kind of everywhere. Yeah. One day. Well, that's Slinging probably season it. three. Slinging it. Can't wait for that. But, well, it still weighs off. Uh, and, man, I just love that they took a B-grade... Um, not just a hero or a character. They took a B-grade villain. I mean, the Purple Man, I whom I remember Purple Man as a kid. He was in, it was an alpha flight, for Christ's sake. Yeah, and there was, and the the Purple Girl, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, Purple Girl, yeah, exactly. Season two. And then they took that, and they, they, they didn't just bring back, like, a B-grade character. They, I know that he reappeared in the Jessica Jones slash Alias comic book. I actually, when I knew the series was coming, I read some of it, and he's diabolically scary in that. Um, but Tennant, as you said, like made him human. But yeah. the, the whole idea is they made such a crappy character so scary that it was it was just amazing. Like, uh, imagine what they could do with the Punisher with that kind of yeah. Thing. No, and that that's the Punisher has been one dimensional. Like shoot someone in the kneecaps. Imagine what they can do with that sort of writing team. Yeah, no, I think I'm excited to see that. And by the way, the reason why Kilgrave worked on the TV show, he wasn't fucking purple. Uh, that's fine that he had a purple suit on in that episode. <laughs> right. If his face was purple, it would have been really difficult. <laughs> Get so back like, here, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so look the those have been uh two of the best uh superhero related or super powered because they're not really superheroes well daredevil is Jessica's not really a superhero she's a super powered being all right uh those those have been two great shows and it's hard for there to be shows that are really great and I know I don't I only saw a couple episodes of the flash so I'm behind on that are you trying to say supergirl's not a good show I am that's saying a that. show yeah no, it's just... It's really bad. It, look, it, it's a show that's designed where people watch it because she flies around in a skirt and you just hope at some point there'll be an episode where you can see up it. Yeah. Or is that just me? That, that, that's just me, that, right? No, that just reminded me nope, so that, that much of you. Junior High. Like, just, <laughs> what, Junior High was all spent just, like, praying that you could see up a girl's skirt. Just yeah, like, and by the way, if you ever saw up a girl's skirt, it was like... 
Oh, she's like wearing like underwear, it's like legs and like, underwear. Yeah, it's not interesting at all. But you were like, dude, dude, did you see Jessica who's wearing a skirt today? <laughs> Jessica Jones. I sit in front of her. <laughs> Get I sit back in, here, Jessica. <laughs> Let me see if that's. <laughs> uh, well, Brad, we've had fun here today, and uh, uh, we appreciate you uh, being. I don't even know how far away that is. You're like thousands and thousands of miles away in Australia. But uh, you need to come back this away sometime. We'll try and sit down in the studio one of these years when you're back here for more than 23 hours or whatever. Uh, if people want to listen to your super nerdy, nerdier than us podcast, where do they find it? Well, I'm actually in a bunch of these days. Um, but if you go to WWPD, um, that's short for What Would Patton Do? Because, um, yeah, we're that kind of nerd. Yeah. Um, if you go to WWPD and Google that, you'll find our website. And it's just um, it's just a website full of articles and podcasts about board games, miniature wargaming, and, um, you know, Everything that you can possibly do while drinking and yelling at people and doing that at the same time. All right, yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, you guys don't just talk about these games. You do drink no. and make fun of each other, because that's what I like. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot more fun than, yeah, when people first see it, they're like, you do what? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. You do what now? <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about, boy? Yeah, no, it's, mm, yeah, I'm that guy. Um, but, yeah, so... That's that's always awkward in a party when people are like, oh yeah, what do you do? Uh, podcast about yeah, just don't bring it up. So yeah, um, right. <laughs> yeah, podcasting. It's like oh, I'm in the clan. It's kind of the same thing, really. You know, especially when you listen to Liev's podcast. Uh, anyway, Brad Morin from uh, not fr- you're not from Melbourne. This fucking guy's from Belmont. But anyway, that's right, Belmont baby, yeah, six, represent six one seven strong. But I know that Jeff Acton is very Foxborough five zero eight bitches. I thought oh, you were, no, no, you're nine seven eight. eight. I was gonna say but I know we what were you're originally five zero eight when I was a child. Like Plymouth, that's right. Yeah, down in Plymouth is five zero eight. I love to talk. We've done this like twice <laughs> in the last like two months. We're just like let's talk about more area codes in <laughs> Massachusetts. Two one three two. No, you ain't two. You ain't got no two one three. Long Beach. Long Beach is no. Long Beach is five six two now. It was two one three when Snoop was there. <laughs> when, when Snoop was there, yeah. everything was two one three. <laughs> and we tied it all together. Let us know what your area code is. <laughs> Tweet us <laughs> Black Cat, which I hope people do. People are like yo six one four dog. Yeah, that's that's great. You know what? One nine. If you if you tweet us your area code, uh, I will definitely read it. Six one seven. No, well, you got to tweet it. And you're not 617 anyway. No. You're 978. Let's read area codes on the air next time. I yeah. had a 617 once. 760. Yeah. For 760-323-978. Uh, Brad, anyway, we will uh, definitely talk to you again soon. Uh, we, we appreciate the time. Uh, give my regard to the missus. Uh, my missus uh, sends you uh, hers as well. And uh, you got to meet Felix, so you you have to come back at some point in the near future. That's right, man. We got to have to rain some Star Wars toys on that kid. Not that I'm pretty sure that he's probably got it all. I was actually trying to figure out what I could get Felix, and it was like, yeah, every time you post a picture of that child, it's like, oh, I was going to buy that Chewbacca stop, man. So. Yeah, well, I think I, you just need to have one of those, um, like a wedding registry of Star Wars gifts for your son. This, so you know. Oh yeah. Keep I, in mind something I realized just recently. Anything that you see him wearing 
you can just buy it for him again, but in a size like yeah. a couple months bigger. It's true. If you buy like a one-year-old <laughs> size of that same uh, Chewbacca onesie, that'll be great yeah. because then he and I can go and see, you know, episode. Well, no, we couldn't Rogue see Squadron. episode eight, but whatever. Yeah, we'll go see Rogue yeah. Squadron in it. Exactly. Oh, yeah, there you go. What did he think of the Red Rider BB gun I got him? Oh, he thought it was great. He shot his eye out. He's yeah, blinding he one eye now. Take your eye out. Yeah. yeah, but he's got he's got a cool Nick Fury eye patch. So it's That's right. so everybody. He, he, goes, he goes. He goes. Well, 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 well. <laughs> Dad, I thought there would be some motherfucking milk in my glass. By the way, that was the best moment in Hateful Eight. Is you know when, when Sam Jackson all stands to be in the event. Well, yeah. well, well, <laughs> Kurt Russell, we want to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. Anyway, right. but Snake I. Pliskin. I didn't want Welcome to ruin to the, We both got eye patches. <laughs> What's that all about? Can we please have a patch off? <laughs> <laughs> now, before we go, we want to spend a little time with a great friend of the Black Cast, someone who has been on a few times before. We're going to talk to our friend Katie Darrell, who hosts World's Greatest Tribute Bands, the sixth season of which will air Wednesdays on Access TV starting February 17th. Welcome back to the show, Katie. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. And congratulations are in order, of course, on season six, but also the arrival of your amazing little boy, Hawkeye. <laughs> yes, I had a baby, and that was the uh, major delay between seasons five and season six is I had to pop out that little booger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, now it's it's on to more important things than uh, creating a life. No, no, he's he's so adorable. And he and my son Felix have something in common, which I find is the key requirement to being a cute baby, incredibly chubby cheeks. So, <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, Both of our kids look like they are truly like chipmunks waiting like <laughs> store for nuts for the winter. I mean, truly, it could be an hour after feeding, and I swear milk will still come out of the kid's mouth because <laughs> Just like holding on to it, you never know when next meeting. Exactly, you you never know you never know where it's going to go, and you know one day they'll be able to tell their respective analysts or psychiatrists how <laughs> they were taken to see the Revenant at the very inappropriate age of a few months old, and we'll understand why they will have an uncharacteristic aversion to both Paddington and Winnie the Pooh after seeing that I movie. I know it's so true, it's so true. But I got to tell you, like these mommy matinees that they have around town have like saved my life. So, oh yeah. yeah. I may have traumatized my kid by taking him to the movies to see um, Leonardo DiCaprio get mauled by a bear. But uh, I do not regret it, and I stand by that parental decision. I, I do, too, and I feel like Felix will also see Natalie Portman as a gunslinger. But anyway, <laughs> let's talk about this year's greatest tribute bands, uh, starting with the season premiere, February 17th, a tribute to The Doors, Strange Days, which is an L.A.-based band, which I believe I actually saw once uh, on a bill that included... Alice in Cooperland with our friend Larry, who I hear is oh, making cool. a great recovery. Yeah. Yeah, so this band is really spectacular. You know, it's actually um, a real special thing to have um, a Doors tribute as our season premiere opener for season six because 2016 actually marks the 50 year anniversary of the Doors being the house band at the Whiskey A Go Go. So I thought, you know, what's going to make this season special? Let's do something to honor that. And, you know, let's go ahead and open up the season with a tribute to the doors, which, I mean, it, it's just Jim Morrison. You know, he's the Lizard King. Yeah, and absolutely. I really feel that uh, Jason, the lead singer for Strange Days, really embodies that spirit and just the real coolness of, um, you know, the doors and Jim Morrison. Yeah, no, and, and that's... like I mean, sounds like... Um, 
Yeah, and it's good. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there'll be some locals that have probably been hanging out at the whiskey, you know, those entire 50 years. So they'll be really confused that night. But uh, it'll be a good time. Now, the next week, there's a a Van Halen tribute by Van Halen. And I was looking at that. I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen Van Halen. I think it was just last season. But what's the fun wrinkle for this season? So the wrinkle in this is Van Halen, you know, has is David Lee Roth era, but they are bringing on a special guest appearance with a Sammy Hagar tribute in the middle of their set. So I think like maybe songs like three, four, and like nine, let's say, I, I'm just guessing off the top of my head, are going to have a Sammy Hagar come out on stage and uh, perform some Sammy music um, and some duet stuff with the David Lee Roth. So, you know, I mean, they'll have the big, uh, speakers and amps up on stage. I'm sure there's going to be confetti. It's going to be all the greatest hits that you want to hear from Van Halen, but you're also going to get to mix in a little bit of the Red Rocker, which is really fantastic. Um, that being said, side note, Access TV, the network that you can watch all this on broadcast live, has a new show with Sammy Hagar where he goes around and hangs out with his rock and roll buddies and uh, jams with them and, you know, tours around the country. So it's kind of a cool tie-in for the network in particular that we have something specific to Sammy Hagar. Oh, that's very cool. I, I didn't even know that Sammy had a show. And he's uh, he's a very entertaining guy, and uh, he will definitely speak his mind given the opportunity. So <laughs> that show will be worth tuning in for. And, you know, the thing about Van Halen is, you know, a lot of people, myself included, prefer the David Lee Roth era, but they had great songs with Sammy Hagar and songs that you never hear anymore because God loved David Lee Roth. He can't hit those notes. He can't sing those songs. <laughs> so it'll be really cool to get to see some of them live. So Exactly. Plus, I'm a sucker for Sammy Hagar's hair. If any of you know what <laughs> I look like in my hair, trust me, it's the same deal. Right, exactly. <laughs> you could have your head down on stage early on and be like, wait, is that, <laughs> is that Sammy or is that Katie? Now, uh, the next week, March 2nd, and we're talking about World's Greatest Tribute Bands, Season 6 will be airing Wednesdays on Axis TV starting February 17th. Uh, there'll be a Neil Young tribute and this is another uh, performer based here in los angeles right it is and this one uh, much like how i was saying our season premiere had a, an iconic uh, tie-in this son does as well so remember i told you 2016 marks the 50 year anniversary of the doors being the house band for the whiskey a go-go well when the doors got fired members of crosby steels nash and young came in to become the house band for the whiskey a go-go oh wow yeah, it's uh, it's a weird little piece of history that, you know, those guys were jamming on the stage after Jim Morrison got let go. Um, but this is a really fun band. Um, you know, it, it's a little bit more mellow, as you said, you know, the week prior is Van Halen. So it's a nice way to kind of take a little chill pill and just get a little bit more folky and, you know, pull out a little bit more of the acoustic and uh, just uh, kind of relax and chill and um, reminisce a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, Neil... For all of his mellow, you know, needle in the damage done and old man, I mean, he has songs like Hey, Hey, My, My. I mean, Neil could always rock it, you know? So the fact that I assume that show will have a little bit of both would be great. Oh, yeah. I mean, mean, since we're, you know, featuring all these artists, you know, you'll hear, um, you know, our house is a very inside house. (laughs) Um, And you'll hear, um, you know, Ohio and um, a lot of those great classics. 
That's very cool. Now, the week after, March 9th, is a Chicago tribute, and that could be a tribute band that needs to have, like, 40 members because there have been so many members of Chicago, so many different sounds to the band. Are they going to concentrate on one era in particular, or is it a little bit of everything? Actually, yes, and that's a very good thing for you to bring up. So this tribute band um, not only is going to look and sound spectacular, but it's not because of costumes. It's because the lead singer of this band is Kenny Cetera. His brother, Peter Cetera, was one of the founding members of Chicago. <laughs> well, that's amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Kenny actually sang backup vocals on some of the studio albums and toured with real Chicago back in the day as a backup singer. So he kind of knows his... Uh, crap i don't know I, I almost cussed i can't remember if we can cuss on this show. well yeah this is this is just for the podcast so you could have but you know what okay. hawkeye's got uh, got very sensitive ears so you know we'll we'll mind um, mind the baby as it were yeah exactly so kenny satara leads this band um so it's gonna you know really emphasize you know the peter satara era um wow that rhymed and there's <laughs> fun fun stories that he's going to be able to tell um on stage about touring with the band and being in the recording studio and even in some of the music videos and of course you're right there's going to be so many people on the stage it's going to have a real thick rich sound there's a horn section there's backup singers um so i mean expect to see 10 or 12 people on this stage jammed at the whiskey a go-go and that's uh kenny satara's chicago experience that'll be march 9th now the week after is a very timely uh band to have on one that i'm very excited about because it's a tribute to guns and roses and all the news about guns and roses reuniting you know sort of you know three of the five guys and they're going to be playing at coachella and I think this is a testament to how much I would never want to go to Coachella because it's just, you know, in the middle of the desert, it's like a it's like a bunch of D-bag frat boys in the desert in a Woodstock-style environment. I'm like, you know what? I don't need that. If, if Guns N' Roses reunites and plays at the Forum where it's indoor and air-conditioned, sign me up. But if they don't, <laughs> I'll be able – well, I'm going to go anyway. But I'll be able to see uh, Appetite for Deception on March 16th. Tell us about this band out of Portland, Oregon. Out of Portland, Oregon, um, they sound really good. This is one of those bands that when they submitted their video uh, to me, their audition video, um, I was playing it on my computer, and my husband was in the other room, and he's used to hearing me go through all these demo tapes and videos and everything, and you know, he'll always chime in, oh my God, is that guy, is that a dying cat on stage? Or next <laughs> one, not, you know, oh yeah, don't, don't book them. And so he always, you know, <laughs> chiming in with his you know, commentary, and when I was listening to Appetite for Deception, I played one song and then I clicked to the next song and I clicked to the third one. And he goes, what are you going to do? Just listen to Guns N' Roses all day? Why aren't you listening to the band? I'm like, no, 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 no. This is one of the bands. He's like, oh, you got to book them. I was like, thanks for doing my job, man. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> so they sound really good. Um, it's really fun to have a, a band from Oregon on the show. And this is another one that has some sort of historic value. Um, and gosh, I'm going to kick myself in the butt for not remembering this exactly, but I believe it, they played, so they're playing on Wednesday, March 16th at the Whiskey Go-Go, which is going to be broadcast 100% live on Access TV, but March 16th also marks, I believe it's the 29 or 29 anniversary of the band Guns N' Roses 
playing at Whiskey Go Go on that specific day. So, oh, that's great. You know, it's kind of fun that they're going to be able to say, you know, 29 years ago today, Guns <laughs> N' Roses were playing, and yeah. now we're Appetite for Deception. Ah, uh, that's going to be fantastic. Yeah, there's so much history in the whiskey, and it's like you you think you know it, and then it it just keep, comes uh, creeping out of the woodwork. Now, uh, on March 23rd, you have a band that has a great amount of appeal, and I'm sure it, look, it's a great choice. I'm sure they're going to really rock the house. Uh, I'm going to be sick that day, but you have a tribute to Rush, which. I can certainly understand the, that there is a huge appeal to Rush, and I'm surprised there hasn't been one yet. So this is great. Tell us about this band, uh, Lotus Land, from Boston. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised. Here we are, season six, and we've never done a tribute to Rush. Um, but I think, as all of your listeners will be able to agree, it is hard to sound like Rush. Not musically. I'm talking vocally. I mean, sure, musically, you know, it's hard and it's intense and it's really talented musicians. But you know what? You know, there's a lot of great guitar players out there and whatnot, right? But those vocals are very, very specific. You can't just get up there and sing that uh, without, you know, hitting the notes and just kind of getting that, that tone down. And Lotus Lamb does it, man. They, this is another one that as I was playing it, I thought to myself, wow, am I really, did they submit a video of the real band? Because they sound great. They look great. Um, the energy is really cool. I think the video that they sent me even had lasers on it. Uh, so I was Whoa. Like, I do love I do love lasers. I'm, I'm not a Rush fan, but I love lasers. So you might have sold me on that. By the way, as an aside, has has a band ever submitted a, a a video of the real band and tried to pass it off as themselves? As soon as you said that, I'm like, hey, somebody must have tried that in all these years, right? So far, no one has actually. Okay, um, good. Thank goodness. But I mean, that would be a great way. What you know, put <laughs> a filter on it and be like, this is our band. It's yeah. Elvis. <laughs> wow, this is great. Yeah, they they had Ed Sullivan in there too. Yeah. Uh, now the next week is the Bee Gees tribute by Bee Gees Gold, a band out of where else? Las Vegas. Now right. the Bee Gees has the you know Saturday Night Fever era that a, a lot of people know, but they actually been around for a long time before and a long time after. So uh, what does uh, Bee Gees Gold? What kind of approach did BJ's BG's Gold take to the uh, to the band? Well, I mean, you're certainly going to see the white suits. You know, you're going to see the finger point. You're going to get that classic BG's, but you're also going to get things like I didn't realize this, but um, the BG's wrote the song "Grease." That um, what you know the the, uh, the theme song I was it Frankie Valley or Frankie Valley? Yeah. Thank you. Gosh, I sound so stupid right then. Um, that he recorded and sang. So, you know, they're going to perform, Bee Gees Gold is going to perform this song because, you know, they actually had the writing credit for it. So you'll see some of those songs um, on, on the TV broadcast when you tune in. Well, that's great because, as we all know, Grease is the word. Uh, now, we only have a, another couple minutes, but I want to touch on uh, all the other bands. Uh, there's three more. Uh, April 6th, the Billy Idol tribute by Generation Idol. And I've seen the guy from, you know, I've seen the Billy Idol from this band just hanging out a lot of the time. But uh, I've he never actually great, seen right? the, Yeah, he looks so much like him. But I've never seen the band before, so this will be exciting. I mean, Billy Idol has some great songs. Great songs, and this guy, I mean, he looks like Billy Idol. He's one of those ones that, uh, like you said, I love 
what's fun about coming to the show. I mean, for those people that are tuning in and watching, you don't get to see what's happening in the VIP section. You only get to see what's on stage. Well, up in the VIP section, all these past tributes are wandering around. So, you know, you may be tuning in to see, let's say, the Chicago tribute, right? But up in the VIP section, you have like an Elton John walking around. You have a Mick Jagger walking around. You've got a, a Bono walking around. And in the seasons past, we always had this Billy Idol guy walking around. Um, and, you know, a lot of bands, tribute bands do this, trying to get my attention, you know, to be like, you know, watch my demo tape and please book me. Um, and this is a great example of, yeah, he got my attention. He looks like Billy Idol. <laughs> it's so hot. I love it. Um, and then, you know, luckily, he actually has a really solid band and he sounds great and he uh, really puts his heart into this show. So you're going to tune in and see something that looks amazing, but you're also going to hear something amazing as well. Uh, that's going to be great. I'm very excited for that one. And a more recent band, uh, Sublime, there'll be a tribute by Badfish, so a band out of Providence, Rhode Island. So that's that's not somewhere that you seem to get a lot of bands for your show from, Providence, Rhode mm-hmm. Island. No, and believe it or not, uh, this band is one of the um, oldest, not that the players are old, but it's the longest running tribute band out there. They're one of the original tribute bands. These guys started this band before tribute bands were cool or hip, um, and they are nationwide popular. They bring in so many people. Their tickets, uh, I mean, were flying off the shelf yesterday when we announced that you could get free tickets to come to this show. Um, And this is another one that has a historic value. Um, 2016 marks the 20 year anniversary of their, you know, big classic album, the one that has Santeria on it and all, all those hits, but also the unfortunate, um, and untimely death of the lead singer of Sublime. It will be the 20 year anniversary of his passing. So, um, it just seems like the right time to really pay tribute to Sublime and all those fun tunes. I mean, they really are fun songs. Yeah, no, no, those those songs are a lot of fun, and that album came out, uh, I think it was my junior or senior at college, so uh, we heard every song on that CD, and yeah, it was a CD, well, there was no downloads then, uh, we you listened to... Santeria. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, that'll be a fun one. And finally, for the big season finale, and we're talking about World's Greatest Tribute Bands, Wednesdays at 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern on Access TV, April 20th, Pink Floyd by Which One's Pink. Now, they've been on the show before, have they not? They have. Yeah. They um, actually were a part of season two. And, it, you know, this came down to me being like, okay, listen, I always need something really big for a season finale, right? Well, our season finale is landing on 420, dude. <laughs> so I thought, okay, so I need to have a band that can really kind of resonate with our 420, um, you know, viewers in this way. You know, it can really, you know, reach out to them and be like, what are you doing at home? You should tune in and watch, dot, dot, dot. And I thought, you know, Pink Floyd, this is, you know, you got it. It was either Bob Marley, and I really couldn't find a really good Bob Marley tribute. And I looked, it looked really hard. I just couldn't find someone that I was passionate about. So I said, you know what, let's go back to Which One's Pink and let's do something special. We're going to give them a 90-minute episode instead of 60 minutes. And so they're going to come out in the first set and play some of the some of the some your favorites like Wish You Were Here. But then the sets two and three are going to be them performing Dark Side of the Moon in its entirety. Um, and I thought that would be really special for 420 and a season finale. 
Wow, that's very cool. So that'll be great. Yeah, well, and that'll man. be that'll be season six of World's Greatest Tribute Bands, hosted by our friend Katie Darrell, who's on Twitter at Katie Darrell. So you'll get information on all of these bands, how to get tickets, and the occasional picture of the adorable Hawkeye. So you know <laughs> that's a reason for the follow right there. And as we said, World's Greatest Tribute Bands will premiere Wednesday, February seventeenth, and air every Wednesday thereafter, seven Pacific, ten Eastern on Access TV. Thank you so much for uh, taking. Taking a few minutes to talk to us, Katie. We always appreciate you making time for us. No, thanks for having me, and I, I can't wait to see you at the show. And if anyone's ever in LA and wants to come see it, tickets are absolutely free. So just go to eventbrite.com and you can download a pair and come hang out with uh, with the uh, Black Cast dudes <laughs> and myself. That's right. We'll, we'll be there, and you never know. You know, Elton will probably be there. <laughs> Mick will be there, and Bono. Everybody's always hanging out, so it's a, it's a great time. We always have fun when we go. Thank you so much, Katie, and we'll talk to you soon. We appreciate all of your time. You can uh, follow Blackcast on Twitter, like the Blackcast on Facebook, and of course, blackcast.com for at Jeff Duray on Twitter and Instagram, at Will Sterling underscore Twitter and Instagram. I am at Christian DMZ on Twitter and Instagram. We will see you next time on the Blackcast. Oh, that was impressive.